0: You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com.
1: Now, it is time. Hampton Roads' favorite teams and players take center stage. This is the Tim Donnelly Show on ESPN Radio 94.1. What's going on? Tim
0: Donnelly here, ESPN Radio 94.1. The Tim Donnelly Show getting started and, uh, and a little news, a little news dump. I, I don't know if it's a news dump on a Thursday. The Carolina Panthers have their coach and, and not just any coach, coach with history coach with a a reputation, a coach that uh, a lot think very highly of if you haven't heard it yet. Frank Reich, head coach, Carolina. Uh, Again, I'm Tim Donnelly. This is ESPN Radio 94.1. Robbie Vogler's here live with me at ODU's Basketball Arena, Chartway Arena, ahead of women's basketball coming up tonight, hosting Texas State, Uh, and uh, and our guy Richie Somerville's back at the studio making sure we are on the air. And uh, and we'll be checking in. We'll be talking about the events coming up tonight. ODU, we're at Chartway Arena, as I mentioned, amongst the Hall of Fame shrines and plaques and everything going on in the lobby. Uh, but but I do think we, we need to dive into this Frank Reich news a little bit more. It's it's always exciting when the first dominoes start to fall at this point in, in, in the year because uh, we're going to start to see who are going to be the movers and the shakers for next football season. You want to talk about football being uh, – a 24-7, 12-month-a-year, 365 days, 366 on a leap year uh, piece of entertainment. It, that is 100% true when you start to think about how this season isn't even over and we have dominoes falling for next season. So Frank writes to Carolina. We'll open up the phone lines, text lines, 757-687-9494. That is 757-687-9494 nine four for both the call and text lines do you think they got it right frank reich head coach carolina did they get it right seven five seven six eight seven nine four nine four i think with most hires it's going to be a yes and a no which is one of my biggest pet peeves but here's why i like frank reich in carolina he is a professional stabilizing adult in the room that wants to be in carolina Like, his biggest, craziest dream, I would assume, is Carolina. You may say, why? Well, his brother is a college coach in the area. He's been a head coach there for 22 years. His daughter works in the marketing department at Carolina. He was the very first quarterback in Carolina Panthers history. Frank Reich, he was the very first quarterback in Carolina Panthers. The first touchdown pass thrown by a Carolina Panther in the history of the world was thrown by Frank Reich. So I like that, right? And and when you have a team with dysfunction – uh, like like the Carolina Panthers have had uh, when you have a team that that doesn't seem to have one voice you know the GM's doing one thing the coach is doing another the owners really pulling the strings and not listening to either of them when you have a team like that what you want is uh somebody just to come in and grab the wheel and say you guys chill right think of it like a road trip right you just want somebody to to drive and say what do we got left 8 hours all, right, all you you guys go to sleep i got my snacks uh, you know, I'll wake you up if I need you, but uh, but we'll be getting gas in about five hours. Like, that's, that's what Frank Reich is. Now, if there's a concern, it's that Frank Reich's struggles over the last five seasons have been the exact struggles <laughs> Carolina's been dealing with. Right? Like, I, I, don't, I don't know about you, but if, if I'm dealing with a problem and I'm bringing someone in to fix it, I want them to have not dealt with the exact same problem. Right? If, if I have the sniffles and I'm trying to get rid of my sickness, I'm not calling the person who is blowing their nose constantly and be like, how did you get rid of it? Because they obviously haven't. Not great at picking quarterbacks is Frank Reich. Not great. Now, obviously, when he took the Indianapolis Colts job, he didn't think he was going to have to. He thought he had Andrew Luck, and it was just going to be full. Like, if Andrew Luck's still playing right now, I mean, we're not even saying he's near the end of his career. We're still talking as if he has a, a runway of great play coming. Still. Still, to the, like now. But instead, he had to deal with finding and establishing a quarterback, and he hasn't been able to do that. Matter of fact, if, if, if you kind of look at Carolina and Frank Reich over the last half decade, kind of similar. Right? What'd they have? They had a number one overall pick that they were very comfortable in being their quarterback. Cam Newton, Andrew Luck. They had careers that did not last as long as most traditional franchise quarterbacks for whatever reason. Cam Newton, mostly because he started dealing with a ton of injuries. Andrew Luck, because he was dealing with a ton of injuries and then retired. But it, it's, it's very similar. And then since then, it's been a revolving door. Reich had five seasons as the Indianapolis head coach. He had five different week one starters. And that's not even bringing in the, the spot starts made here or there by everyone. from I mean, you can, you can Jacoby Brissett to uh, <laughs> Sam Ellinger, right? That, that, that there's five different quarterbacks in week one, like five different we plan to start this guy this year, quarterbacks in five years. And you know the names, right? Carson Wentz. You know the names. Matt Ryan, Rivers. Like, we've been through them all. So so, if I'm Carolina and I'm looking at my history and I'm going, it was, uh, it was Cam, then it was Bridgewater, then it was Darnold, or I can't get the order right. Was it? It was Darnold, then Baker, then back to Darnold. Correct. There yes. was a Cam in there somewhere. There was a P.J. Walker mixed in, right? Both of these teams are very similar. So so, it's almost like I bring. I, I again, I like the vibe of Frank Reich amongst this team, but it's almost like I want to tell him you're going to be in charge of everything except picking the quarterback. I like what you do with your quarterback. I don't like the ones you pick. So I'm not going to listen to that. We're going to trade up in the draft. We already know who we're going to take. And then we'll get, we'll get you involved, right? I would have loved for him to, to have gone to a place, and maybe he would have liked this scenario better, but he wants to be in Carolina. And we all kind of have to choose based on you know the, the teams that want us, uh, if you are in that world. I would have loved to have seen him with like a, a quarterback that is that like a even go into New England where there's like a Mac Jones or something. Maybe not super established, but you didn't choose him and he's already got some experience. We don't we don't know what Frank Reich is like in the second year with a quarterback in his system. We have no idea. No clue. Second he's never had a quarterback go through the growing pains with his system and then get to come back next year adjusted and learning from those mistakes. So if there is a concern, that's going to go ahead and be it. They're willing to overlook him in Carolina. And, and David Tepper, uh, the owner, he is notoriously somebody that, that you know, he, he makes a decision. He's steadfast. He is a businessman, business mogul, ruthless, all those billionaire, ruthless, all those sorts of things. So, so he's obviously come to grips with, with the positives and the, and the negatives, the pros and the cons, and, and he thinks Frank Reich is their guy. I like the conviction. I like that they made this move first. I like that there was an easier option out there and just keeping uh, Wilkes their, their interim head coach, and they didn't take the easy way out just because it was the easy way out. I like all of that. I just don't like Frank Reich picking quarterbacks. And and I think it's actually ironic because if you go look at a lot of the, the announcements that have come out or the, the reactions, it's been, oh, now they have an offensive quarterback, former quarterback to, to pick and groom their next franchise quarterback. And I'm going, I, just because you played quarterback doesn't mean you're great at, at evaluating it. Just, be, just because you, you have a background on that side of the ball doesn't mean you're good at shaking someone's hand, looking them in the eye, and deciding, with the game on the line, are you going to be nervous or are you going to be comfortable? I mean, anyone that's ever played the game can look at somebody and say they have a strong arm, right? Anybody that's ever watched football can look at the game and and, and say, well, that guy can run a four three forty. Like anyone can do that. The the evaluation comes down to the mentals. How well do you execute an offense? How well do you do you uh, comprehend what you're seeing in the defense? How quickly can you do that? And then of course, there's always, uh, you know, when the when the chips are down, when the the marbles are all being played for right this one's for all the marbles how do you react mentally
2: do you think you know they've got the number nine pick in the draft this year do you think they try to move up and get a quarterback get one of those top quarterbacks in this year's draft or do you let it play out a year see what happens and and essentially tank for cj stroud
0: or for uh, for caleb williams that's right yeah yeah yeah. um i don't think they're gonna tank uh david tepper doesn't strike me as as a tank guy uh tepper is the wild card uh if he wants to go up and, and make a move to go get C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, they could pay an arm and a leg and, and you know, build the, the next team a stadium. It's going to cost a stupid amount to move it to one or two. Right. Um, if they want to do that, that's going to be a tepper move. I think the appropriate move is to wait and see, right? If 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 one of them falls to four or five, I four is, is the Colts, I doubt they'd be – uh, passing on one of those quarterbacks, but if, if if they fall to three, five, six, you could you could maybe think about moving up. Um, but it, I mean, when when you're nine, nine is treadmill of mediocrity. Right. You weren't quite bad enough. If you're six, if you're five, I think you move up to two fairly easily, relatively. Nine is. Ye- I, just, I, I think there's a lot of times where teams can talk themselves into, we can trade out of the second pick because we have these five guys, and we know we'll get one of them if we have the fifth pick. I don't know if they have nine guys that they can, they can feel as good about. Uh, but there you go. Frank Reich to Carolina. Did they get it right? Call and text lines open, 757 9494. We are here at Chartway Arena, the home of the Monarchs women's basketball coming up later tonight right here in Chartway against Texas State. We see everybody getting ready for the fans. You should be getting ready for the game as well. We're getting ready for a full show. When we come back, Patrick Mahomes went to the podium yesterday. No boot, no limp, went to practice and jog during the media opening portion of the practice. What Is the Chiefs' angle? What game are they playing? I'll tell you
1: coming up next. This is the Tim Donnelly Show on ESPN Radio 94.1. If it is happening in sports, it is happening right here on the Tim Donnelly Show on ESPN Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio
0: 94.1. We are live from Chartway Arena all day today for the Tim Donnelly Show. Coming up a little bit later on right here at Chartway Arena, women's basketball ODU hosting Texas State. That's what brings us to the area, just trying to be a part of the atmosphere, be a part of game day for the, uh, the Monarchs women's basketball team. Uh, also today, breaking news earlier, Frank Reich, Former coach of the Indianapolis Colts, uh, assistant coach with the, the Eagles, obviously, player, uh, has some some pretty memorable moments as a player amongst them, being the very first quarterback in franchise history for the Carolina Panthers. Frank Reich is now the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, uh, being being announced earlier today. Uh, for reaction, we go to the call-in lines. You can call in as well, 757 687 9494. We have Tim in Norfolk on the call in line. Tim, thanks for calling in. What do you think about Reich to Carolina?
3: I think it happens to be one of the most laziest, uninspiring hires in the history of the entire NFL. I have yet to discover why these billionaires seem to think they know more about football than the folks who have actually played and lived and breathed the sport. They treat these teams as if they are trophies, as if they are playthings.
0: Do with wait, 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 wait. What makes you think that people that lived and breathed and played the sport don't like Frank Reich?
3: What did he do as the Indianapolis head coach that would inspire the, the people who run Carolina to say, that's our guy? At best, he was, what, five or six games over 500? Just because you're a nice guy doesn't mean you're going to be a good coach. Just, you, just because you played the game doesn't mean you're going to be a good coach. So what did Frank do as head coach of Indianapolis that says, that's our guy, that's what we got to get. It's the good old boy network, and I'm getting sick of it. We see the same. Okay, okay, park. okay,
0: okay, all right. I, I hear you, um, but, but if, if we establish the problem, if you, don't, if you don't like Frank Reich, who would you have rather seen?
3: I personally would have done whatever and thrown any amount of money it would have taken to go get Eric the enemy. That man has proven himself. Probably he might have been thought of, but with the situation in Carolina, I don't think he would have left Kansas City but I would have put an all-out press to go get an offensive-minded person like Eric who took a man like Patrick Mahomes who was okay in college, but once he got to the pros and once he was under Eric's tutelage, he became the player that he is. He is the best, if not the second-best player in the entire NFL, and he came out of nowhere. He came from Texas Tech. He was okay in college, but Eric and the Kansas City system turned him into something. Why? Right. Eric- I mean, I,
0: I I think you're giving a lot of credit to Eric Biani for for Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes was a was a, a top pick, and uh, he's also pretty darn talented in his own right. Uh, I appreciate the call. Um, we're going to disagree on some things, but but I I, I hear where you're coming from, and, and I like your input. So uh, call back in anytime 757 687 seven five seven six eight seven nine four nine four. And just to to clean up some of the the comments made, uh, his. He's seven games over five hundred as the Indianapolis head coach. Uh, Comes out to a five forty seven winning percentage. Um, If you look it up on the the all-time ranks, you know, a little ahead of Kyle Shanahan, a little ahead of Doug Peterson, a little ahead of uh, Ron Rivera, Kevin Stefanski. So it's far from being the the quote-unquote worst coach in the world if you're looking at wins and losses. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I'm with the caller. I'm with Tim and Norfolk on the concerns over the quarterback right? And if you thought Eric B was, if you believe Eric B is that responsible for choosing, developing and turning Patrick Mahomes into what he's become, he probably would have been a more inspired hire simply because the biggest decision that the head coach of Carolina is going to have to make is who's the quarterback. And then once he makes that decision, the biggest task is developing that quarterback. And once they do that, it's maintaining that quarterback and paying that quarterback and building an offense around that quarterback. Um, I believe that most of that credit for Patrick Mahomes should go to Andy Reed. Um, if you're, if you are assigning it to a coach, not saying the doesn't get his slice of the credit pie. I just think that Andy Reed's slice is bigger and the biggest slice of the credit pie should go to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and then probably second, Travis Kelsey. Uh, they, they just, I, I choose to think Patrick Mahomes was pretty inevitable. Once you draft him, congratulations. I think he was going to work out pretty well. Uh, Let's look at Patrick Mahomes. Matter of fact, let's 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 jump to the most scrutinized ankle in sports at the moment. Uh momentarily replacing like 2012 uh Steph Curry. Uh it is a marvel of Patrick Mahomes' healing powers that he is walking and jogging without a limp. High ankle sprains they um, they just don't they don't heal that quickly. I mean that's just it's it's unbelievable. So so we have to wrap our minds around that. But at the same time, at this time of year, when everything is a game, everything is gamesmanship, right? Everything you say to the media can be parsed through to the other team. If you say we want to run the ball, their defensive coordinator is going, did they mean to run the, say they want to run the ball, or do they want me to think they're going to run the ball, so I load the box and they're going to throw the ball? Everything is a game. Everything is a smokescreen. When this time of year is going on, what's the Chiefs, what's the Chiefs deal here, right? They, I don't want to say even hidden the fact that he's moving well, but they could have been less brazen on a Wednesday with how much he had healed since their game on the weekend, right? He didn't have to walk without a boot to the podium. Could have just had a walking boot, right? He didn't have to jog during the portion of practice that is open to the media. He, Like, everyone was stretching. At one point in time, he just kind of ran off by himself, almost as if to show off. He could have just walked and stretched with everybody else. Hmm. He didn't have to say this. Uh, Richie, we'll, we'll, we'll skip the, the Brady comments for a second here. Go straight to Pat Mahomes. He didn't have to come out and say the ankle's doing good. It's
2: doing good, you know. I've had a few days of treatment, a few days of rehab. Uh, excited to get on the practice field and kind of test it out uh, and uh, see where I'm at. But uh, it's feeling good so far.
0: Feeling good. He could have said, "We're waiting to see. We're doing treatment. We're gonna see how it feels." No, he said, "We're doing good." He said, "Watch me walk off this podium." He said, "Watch me jog at practice." Does that ready? Because you, you have to worry about the whole reverse psychology thing. Does that mean they're actually going to very much protect him and maybe not let him move at all? Right? Because think about it. If you're the Chiefs and you want the Bengals to prepare for the wrong thing, which is which is really all you're trying to do. That is everything a play caller is trying to do. You want the defense to prepare for the wrong thing. right? When you run play action, you want them prepared for the run and you're going to throw it. And when you drop back to pass and they all run back into coverage, you want to have something underneath, a a draw, whatever. You want them to prepare for the wrong thing. So if you want the Bengals to prepare for the wrong thing and you're out here parading around Patrick Mahomes as if he's 100% healthy and ready to go uh, run an obstacle course, are you actually going to put him in bubble wrap? Are you not going to run any movement passes? Are you not going to run any play action? Are you going to tell him to throw it away? Is everything going to be quick game? Hmm. Here's the Bengals head coach, Zach Taylor, talking about facing Patrick Mahomes.
1: He's a great player. He always gives teams a a real headache to go against, run and pass. You can tell how smart of a player he is. I don't know. I've never met him. But but you can just tell his style of plays. He's a very intelligent player. And so, again, he's a real challenge to go against.
0: Or is this an intimidation tactic? That's the only other thing I can think of. Because I, I, like, I've like, i always been around teams where it's like, like I tore my hamstring in high school and I had to wear a wrap on it. And the wrap went down below my knee. So guess what? I wore high socks and leggings all year on both legs so the other team wouldn't know that there was a wrap on one leg and not on the other. Uh, when I was young and my, I was a backup quarterback in college, we had a quarterback that had an ankle injury that nobody knew about. So he was taking his his boot or uh, the walking boot off in the hallway walking into his media availability as best as he could like uh you know turning laughing trying to act like that's not a limp that's just I'm I'm in a you know this was a step and then he would go right back to the hallway after his media availability and put the boot back on like you always are aware of the message you're sending and and the chiefs are like halfway like Buying billboards that say Patrick Mahomes jogged today. That they're like boosting their social media posts on on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter that that are saying uh, Patrick Mahomes' ankle all good. You should definitely prepare for rollouts and sprint outs and quarterback runs. Or at least saying like, hey Bengals, you're not up against a normal quarterback. This guy is a legit superhero with healing powers. So be afraid. You're not up against Patrick Mahomes. You're up against Wolverine. Or then there's a third option, which is Tom Brady already said, I gave him a pep talk, and Tom Brady, his healing powers are real, right? He's old and he's not aging and all those sorts of things.
2: I mean, wasn't it earlier this season that Russell Wilson had Wolverine blood? (laughs) That's what he said. See, the the Chiefs are like, don't say it, show it. (laughs) Uh, Let's hear that uh, Brady
0: pep talk. Uh, Brady was on his own podcast, the Let's Go Pod. He was asked what he told Patrick Mahomes after the divisional game, and he couldn't help himself but go full motivational speaker. You know, he's a tough guy, and I told him this the other night. You know, just that's what – You know, I said, I'm just really happy for you. And, uh, you know, that's what champions are made of at the end of the day. You got to go out there and you got to do what he did or else, you know what, then make it this far and do what? Just let some other team know you push to the limit and you go, look, this is what I'm here for. This is what's inspiring about sports. It's not how do I feel great all the time? Everyone talks about Michael Jordan when he was sick and the the, you know you watch other people come out and be injured you know that's what we respect about sports not that we're trying to be you know put our lives on the line which obviously is very scary but you want to inspire people to dig really deep within themselves not just physically not just emotionally and not just mentally how do you
1: what are you made of
0: maybe the chiefs just understood no one would believe that mahomes wouldn't be ready after hearing that from tom brady so they're like why hide it yeah let him let him go run around at practice Everybody heard what Brady told them. I just think I also think uh, if you watch the Mic'd up, if you listen to this show enough, you know I'm I'm kind of a, a nerd for for the NFL Mic'd up content. Brady was trying to give motivational speeches to to his team throughout their first round playoff game, and, and it just was falling flat. I think he just liked giving a speech because he because <laughs> he knew Mahomes would react a little better than than his Buccaneers teammates. So it's safe, right? If It's like if you want to get an assist, you throw it to Steph Curry, right? If you want to think your motivational speech works, you give it to Patrick Mahomes, and then he's going to go make it work for you. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio 94.1. We'll continue to monitor the most heavily monitored ankle ankle in sports, uh, that, of course, being being Patrick Mahomes up to the AFC Championship game. So any updates, we'll have them for you. Call and text line open, 757-687-9494. We're live from Chartway Arena, Top Dog or Total Dud coming up next.
1: It's Top Dog or Total Dud. That man, Top Dog, Big Cheese, a head honcho. That's not good enough. On the Tim Donnelly Show on ESPN Radio 94.1. That's
0: right. It's time for another edition of Top Dog or Total Dud here on the Tim Donnelly Show. Uh, you'll see how the game goes. It's, it's kind of a buy or sell style game. Uh, but first, we are at Chartway Arena, the home of uh, Monarchs Basketball, ODU. And, uh, and they're hosting a women's basketball game here tonight, so you should make plans to come out to <coughs> Chartway, uh, join us here at the home of the Monarchs, and uh, and check out the game. They're hosting Texas State today, uh, later tonight. Men are on the road at South Alabama. So a full day, full night of Old Dominion basketball coming up, a full segment of Top Dog or Total Dud right now. Robbie, take it away.
2: All right, Tim, I made this before the, the announcement of, of Nathaniel Hackett being Hired as the Jets' offensive coordinator came out, but I think it still applies. Aaron Rodgers will be wearing some sort of green on his jersey next season.
0: Some sort of green. All right, let's let's first of all set the the, the deal here. It's that's Packers, that's Eagles, that's Jets, that's the USFL team, a sure. couple of XFL squads. Um, Jeopardy is not necessarily green. Correct. That would be a more of a dark. dark he could wear a color. green suit, but I don't think so. Uh, okay, um, you know I'm going to say Top Dog. <laughs> I still, and I don't know if this is me being stubborn. I still think the best deal is to stay in Green Bay, which would obviously be Packers green. Uh, with the news today, with the the Nathaniel Hackett hire and all those sorts of things, um, the Jets become more likely. And and teams like the Niners that maybe once were possibly like the, I think Purdy's there, the Raiders maybe Brady, uh, you know so, some of the teams that that were once possibilities maybe aren't anymore. Uh, so so ooh, what do we think of? Is Carol Carolina's like a teal?
2: Yeah, I wouldn't call that point five. Uh, yeah, green? W- sure, but I wouldn't call that. A, that's not what I was hoping. That's not what I was thinking.
0: Okay, then uh, yeah, top dog for e- either Green Bay or Green Bay or the Jets, and also he has a lot of money. So
2: good point. Travis Kelsey is the greatest receiving tight end of all time. Top dog.
0: As soon as you put receiving in there, I think it's easy. If you just put top tight end of all time, I think that becomes a much more difficult question. Uh, but receiving tight end, I mean, yeah. You you could go back and say somebody like Tony Gonzalez. You could go back and say somebody like Antonio Gates or even further back, Kellen Winslow or Ozzie Newsom You could say some of these guys were revolutionary and, and changed the the tight ends to be able to be receiving tight ends, Uh, but but Kelsey's like perfected it, right? It's like, you may have have opened the door, but he's the one that ran fastest through it. He's really gosh darn good at the tight end position.
2: Tim, Jeff Saturday will be a coach in the NFL next season. Doesn't have to be a head coach, a coach in the NFL next year.
0: I mean, I have to think common sense is going to prevail. I have to. Uh, No. Total dud.
3: The, The funny
0: part is, like I see a zero percent chance that he's an assistant, but there's a chance the Colts would make him their head coach. <laughs> like, where does that where does that logic come in? Not a single team would give him like assistant offensive line privileges, but uh, maybe an analyst or something. Because I know he was a good former player, but he he was not a good head coach this year. He'll, if I if if right, you have to pick one. I, he's going to be on TV, and every time he gives like a hard and impassioned criticism of another head coach i'm gonna go well i don't know if you can do that buddy the nfl should get
2: rid of the pro bowl
0: well they already did right they're not playing a bowl game they're doing like an exhibition so i like what they're doing now so i'm gonna say total dud getting rid of the event (laughs) they've already gotten rid of the game which i was also in favor of keeping i think you could have been able to play football uh but but you know we, we've talked about the goal here the goal isn't to excite me as like a football nerd and football fan it isn't to excite your you know yeah i don't know your grandma and grandpa that long for the days where you could clothesline people and jacked up it's it's not even really for like the college it's for the younger kids they want something that's short digestible social media there's going to be dodgeball there's going to be like video contests it's going to be built for the kids and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be one to say get a, get rid of something that's for the kids the Tim Donnelly show is for the kids
2: the mock drafts have started already earlier this week so Tim the Chicago Bears will not take the number one overall pick
0: hmm I'm gonna go top dog I'm looking at their team I think they they have some really good building blocks I think they need quantity over quality right they they you trade back to, I mean, the Colts are, what, at four? Uh, you could trade back to a team like Carolina if you wanted to get a, a, crazy, a, little, a little weird. Um, but either way, those teams, are going to give you a bunch of picks, and you can solve multiple problems, you know, maybe not with superstars but with starters. So I don't
2: think they're in need of a superstar. I think they're in need of a, a lot of starters. The kicker that got the most attention in the playoffs, Brett Maher's days in the NFL are over. Hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Total dud.
3: I think. I
0: think time heals all wounds. Uh, I think it very much helps him that the game he missed four extra points, they won. Um, he made his field goals, and if you look at his career stats, they're pretty good. And uh, a lot, a lot of kicking decisions. Once you have a career that's as long as Maher's, is uh, a lot of the decisions come down to just stats, right? You, what are you going to look and say, oh, I don't like the way he swings his leg? But it always goes through the uprights. All right, fine, bring him in. So the, the career stats will eventually work out. Somebody else will pick a kicker. They'll go through the yips, and, and they'll sign Maher off the, the practice squad or whatever, and he'll make four field goals that day, and, and he'll look back on this this year as a funny deal. At least I hope so. I hope that doesn't become – I feel bad for guys when they play bad games. I feel horrendous when the bad game is the last game of your career. Like, it's like, oh, you threw three picks. Now no one's ever going to give you a
2: chance again. That That's tough to swallow. Heated rivalries in the game of golf like Patrick Reed versus the PGA players is good for the game. Pat, well, uh, I don't think anything involving
0: Liv is good for the game. So total dud. Um, I would love that style of rivalry with real distaste, with real feelings against each other uh, if they were both on the PGA Tour. The problem is when, when there's huge attention put on two people, it benefits both sides, right? It's it's every movie is only as good as their villain. Uh, sure if a Batman movie comes out, we're all gonna understand that Batman is the, the hero, but at Halloween there's gonna be a lot of people dressed up as the Joker. I don't wanna benefit the live for all of the reasons we've talked about on this show in the past. So so I don't like I don't like what Reed's doing. I'm Team Rory, but I, I don't like that they have a legitimate rivalry. I don't like that they
2: have a legitimate you know, buzzworthy drama happening. Tim Sean Payton will not be an NFL head coach next season.
0: I'm definitely leaning more top dog than I was a couple of days ago. Am I gonna go officially top I'm gonna go top dog. I don't I think he would have made it happen if there was a team he really wanted to coach. I think if the Chargers fired Staley he would have done everything he possibly could and almost forced it to happen with the Chargers. I don't think he's forcing it to work with an injured and coming back from injury Kyler Murray. I don't think Russell Wilson excites him at this point in his career. And then, you know, like Houston or anything like that. You no, know, Carolina, I guess could have been an option, but uh, but obviously that's filled by Frank Reich, and he's yet to interview a second time with anybody. It's second interview time. He's not doing. He's not being asked to, or he's turning him down. So he'll be he'll be on television. How would you he works for Fox, right? He does. How would you like Tom Brady, <laughs> Sean Payton and one of the uh, Kevin Burkhart as a three-man booth in in Fox Football.
2: It was funny someone on the text line yesterday said, "Can we get Tom Brady and Sean Payton to to team together next year on a team?" And I was like, "Yeah, team Fox if Fox, anything." Yeah.
0: Fox they have a company softball team. We'll take them on. ESPN 94.1 against Fox Softball, including both volleyball, dodgeball, any of it. All the, all the Pro Bowl stuff we'll play. Uh, that's it for Top Dogger Total Dud here on the Tim Donnelly Show on ESPN Radio 94.1. Uh, again, we're at Chartway. We're at Chartway for the next two hours and 15 minutes on air for the Tim Donnelly show, at least. So be sure to stop out, say hi. We're in the lobby looking at all the uh, ODU Hall of Fame memorabilia jerseys trophies things of that nature we have some national championship field hockey trophies over my right shoulder we have some national players of the year women's basketball trophies over my left shoulder Uh, and with that said we'll be right back amongst all of this greatness in a second with this exact question and and sarcasm intended Indianapolis
1: isn't really considering Jeff Saturday for their head coaching job are they stick around this is The Tim Donnelly Show on ESPN Radio 94.1. Want a shot at the quarterback? You better not miss. Pain heels, Chicks dig scars. Glory. Last forever. Follow at Donnelly Sports on Twitter. The Tim Donnelly Show on ESPN Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN
0: Radio, 94.1, live all day today from Chartway Arena, the home of Monarchs basketball, women's basketball, right here in this building taking on Texas State later today. Looking to climb even further up into that Sun Belt ranking, sitting at fourth. The women are. Now, our call and text lines are open. 757-687-9494. I want to know if I'm missing something because I cannot find a reason why Jeff Saturday would be legitimately considered for the head coaching job in Indianapolis, but it appears as if he is. He is getting a second interview. For the details, here's Ian Rappaport on NFL Now.
2: First for the Indianapolis Colts today is Jeff Saturday, the interim coach who still has a chance at the head coaching job, a real actual chance despite only winning one game in uh, allowing the greatest comeback in NFL history. Still has a chance. So he has this second interview today. Obviously, that is one to watch. And then Isiro Evero, the Broncos defensive coordinator, said a couple second interviews. Also has one with the Houston Texans. His in Indianapolis is Thursday. This is not going to be immediate. My understanding is they're going to bring in many second interview requests and they will continue into next week.
0: Hmm. Now, Let's be fair, um, <laughs> you know something unfair is about to come <laughs> right, right after I, now let's be fair you it's, it's never followed by like a huge compliment uh I didn't think he had any business being named the interim head coach so so i'm I'm well documented as to saying I didn't see that his experience led to his uh qualified hiring to be the interim head coach uh, when there was eight games left in the season this year, so that's the background now. I did not understand that, but I did respect at least that Jeff Saturday uh, in, his, in his opening press conference acknowledged that there's a possibility that because he had never done this job before that he, he, he might stink. Here's Jeff Saturday during that press conference. I may be
1: terrible at this, and after eight games, I'll say, God bless you. I am no good.
0: I think it's time for him to say, I am no good. I th- he just said, I may be terrible at this, and I'll say after eight games, God bless you, I am no good. I think it's about time. He stunk. That's not, that's not to say he's never been good at anything. He was a very good center in the NFL. He was a very good offensive lineman in the NFL. Seems like a very nice guy. Uh, depending on what you're looking for in an analyst, he may have been very good to you on ESPN. But he coached 8 games as an NFL interim head coach. They went 1 and 7, ended with 7 straight losses, and it gets worse the more you look at it. Right his first game he won. The big move was that he put Matt Ryan back at the starting quarterback position. Everybody said, "Now he's got it right." Well, guess what? By the time the season was over, he had benched Matt Ryan. You suffered the worst collapse in NFL history 33 to nothing you were ahead and you lost the game no one else in NFL history has ever done that you could you should be able to as a coach clock manage your way to a win when you're up 33 to nothing speaking of clock management you weren't good at that for multiple end of game situations speaking of the 33 to nothing comeback it was against the Vikings who we've since learned were frauds there's a lot to say that you did not get right but, to be fair, right, let's be fair to Jeff Saturday. I don't blame Saturday for going back against his whole, I, maybe I stink at this and after eight games I'll say I stink and I'll leave, whatever he said. I don't blame him for going back on it because, of course, he's out for him. Right? Ron Rivera said that it takes three years to perform a rebuild. He's about to go into year four. Right? No, no – <laughs> He shouldn't be the one that said, actually, I was wrong. I need to leave. Like, if they're willing to keep hiring him, if they're willing to keep him employed, the person, I'm not going to expect you to walk away, right? I mean, just like if if a a referee makes a bad call in your team's favor, I don't expect you to go up, tap the referee, and say, actually, I was holding him. That touchdown shouldn't have counted. Like, if, if someone wants to keep making mistakes in your favor, keep accepting the mistakes in your favor. I blame the Colts for letting it get this far. What, even if you were, you were trying to play some kind of chess instead of checkers move and you wanted to get the number one overall pick, so you, you hired a guy that you knew had no coaching experience to tank and lose intentionally, but you made it someone that the fan base loves from their playing career so they wouldn't boo you off the field. If you're playing that kind of 3D chess, that's fine. Then after the season, guess what you do? We greatly appreciate the contributions you've made as both a player and now as a coach, and we are excited for what you have next. It just will not be with us. If you want to come back, you want to be on the field for every game, you want to wave on the Jumbotron, you want to be in the the booth, or not the booth, uh, that's that's at a broadcast. (laughs) You want to be in the suite with the owners, we'd love to have you, but you are not the coach. Instead, they said, we're going to interview you to be the head coach. We're going to interview you a second time. Jim Ursay is the owner, and apparently he wants Saturday. To which I say, Jim Irsay is the owner and can run the team however he wants. That's probably part of the allure of buying a professional sports franchise, right, is you can run it like your fantasy football team. You can make trades. You can do whatever you want. You can hire whoever you want, your buddies, your friends. But it's not fair to everybody else. If you are going to judge other people in the organization based on their winning percentage, it's not fair to hire Jeff Saturday. right? If, if you, uh, I, I don't know, bring in Jimmy Garoppolo and he loses a whole bunch of games and then you go, oh, we got we to gotta bench Jimmy Garoppolo. But his coach was Jeff Saturday that whole time. Not fair to, to Jimmy Garoppolo. It's, it, it's, it's When it comes to sports, there is a scoreboard. Right, if you own a business and you're in some other industry and you're the only one that sees your books and you're the only one that knows revenue and you're the only one that knows sales, hire whoever you want. But if you're going to put people on a big stage with millions of people watching and you're going to keep score, you do have to have some kind of moral obligation to not set them up to fail. And hiring Jeff Saturday is that we've seen it. He's he doesn't have it right now. Right? Do do what. Uh, Every other business does. Listen, you're not great right now. Go work on your craft, right? Go go, go. practice some more. Maybe when you are ready, we'll talk again. But for right now, you're not ready. So he needs to go be an assistant. He needs to go be a college coach. He needs to go do something to work on being a coach. Go to seminars, right? Hit up some handwritten notes to some established coaches and ask for informational interviews where you can pick their brain. Do all of the stuff you do to get better at your job, and then once you are better, we'll consider bringing you back. But we just had eight games of you not being good enough. And I don't get why they're continuing to lead him on and lead fans on like this might happen. And then if it does happen, we'll have another segment, and I won't be as nice. I won't be as fair. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio 94.1. As I've stated a few times, we are live from Chartway Arena, the home of Monarchs Basketball, ODU Monarchs Basketball. Women are taking on, the women of ODU are taking on Texas State home basketball game later tonight right here in Chartway as well. Come on out and check out the game, the entertainment on a Thursday night. Uh, When we come back, a lot happening with Aaron Rodgers, meaning – The Jets are doing everything they possibly can to get that guy from Packers green to Jets green. He's even willing to rework his deal if you just listen to him talking to Pat McAfee and nobody else in particular. Uh, The Rodgers situation has a lot of moving pieces. We'll try to put the puzzle together coming up next.